Welcome to the Motive Podcast, everyone. I am stoked to be here today. I have uh, a special guest. Don't you love being called special, Jake? I love it. Yep. I wouldn't expect anything else. So Jake is, uh, you know, a brother to me. A friend, a friend is a good word for it, but it doesn't suffice. He's a brother to me, and you know that, Jake. Um, Likewise, so Jake yeah. is uh, he's a marriage and family therapist. And I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit more, but um, we want to help you solve uh, some problems today. But I brought on Jake today because we want to talk about some really awesome stuff we got going on. Um, but before we do that, Jake, how about you take a minute and just introduce yourself and where you're where you're at even and what you do? Sure. So I'm Jake Jensen, and I met Shaden uh, when we were in grad school together at Auburn University. And since then, we've obviously stayed connected and are good buddies. Um, I'm currently a professor at East Carolina University, where I teach marriage and family therapy classes. Um, I'm married, have four kids, and I have a private practice in Greenville, North Carolina. Awesome. What's, uh, tell, what's some of the study that you do, some of your research that you do? Sure. So I um, kind of specialize in couples work. But what's really fascinating to me is how couples communicate with their friends about their romantic relationships. And so I I interview couples a lot and talk to them about what they say to their friends if they go out to dinner or something and they start talking about their spouse or their partner. Um, And and sometimes people will really open up and kind of vent to their friends about their partners. And uh, it's fascinating to me what they say. And then what their friends say back to them. So I study how to, in a healthy way, involve your friends in your romantic relationship. And then what are some really destructive things that you should not do, like going out to dinner and just venting about your your spouse to your friends. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I need to read some of your stuff. I haven't read any. Yeah. (laughs) So. So I want to share with everyone a story. So, uh, and, and by the way, everyone who's listening, I apologize if the, if the audio maybe isn't what you're used to. This is our first time doing a Zoom podcast. So I'm just kind of um, seeing how this thing works. But uh, so I've mentioned it on the podcast before uh, that uh, last summer I was fortunate enough and my beautiful wife supported me in this because it's only because of her that I was able to do this. But Jake, uh, Jake has some really strong ties to Juneau, Alaska, and he's always raved about it, told me how magical it is. And, and I always believed him, but at the same time, I had really no idea how powerful, um, that place really was. And, and so, uh, I was able to be there for 12 days. Not crazy. We were there for that long. Yeah, and, it was awesome. Um, and so as a therapist, I'd never been able to step away from my practice and step away from therapy since the day I began. Um, I'd never stepped away that long and just like kind of check out and focus on being a little boy again, to be honest, like <laughs> that's my best. Yeah. And you and I have talked about it, but I, I, I felt my little boy shade and come back of playful and joyful and seeing the, looking for the beauty everywhere. That was one of the right. things that happened to me while I was there is I think therapy brain can kind of focus on problems and finding things where they finding the cracks rather than the beauty and and uh alaska you can't help but but just find beauty and it was like training retraining my brain to find that beauty and so i came home i would say a different person to be honest and um 
And so I'm sitting, I'm sitting down in my family room and it's like midnight, I think my time and which is two, <laughs> it two, was two in the, two in the morning. Right. It was late. Yeah. Jake was in a, was in an entrepreneur manic episode. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but he was in what I would say. I've been in there so many times and he gives me a call and it's like, Hey man, I, I have an idea and I want to, I think we need to do a retreat. I think we need to do a couple's getaway in Juneau. And, uh, and I, he said, I think we could do some amazing work. And, and I said, I'm, I'm on, I'm on board. And so from that time forward, we, we've been wanting to, we have been building and preparing and having all the steps in place to make that happen. And uh, because we think that we know that uh, couples that this, that, you know, hang together, stay together as the cliche, many cliches go in that way. But that Alaska getting away and having an experience together can be can be awesome. And so that's what we're doing. July 18th through the 24th of this year, we're taking seven awesome couples to reconnect. And uh, this isn't necessarily to to save a, a very, you know, drastically hurtful, hurt, you know, hurt relationships per se. This is for people that maybe have grown apart a little bit, busy in life and just need to spend some really good time reconnecting and having some two marriage therapists to, to help them out a little bit too. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, you can find that and register on motiveacademy.com. So, so Jake, what's, uh, what's your most excited, what are you most excited for about the opportunity and, and, and what we're building, you know? Yeah, I think it's just going to be really different from a typical couples retreat. You know, I think it's one thing to go and sit in a conference center and listen to lectures all day about healthy relationships. It's something completely different to get together in a different place away from your typical distractions and then go and do fun things together as a couple. So, you know, Shaden and I, we have this vision where we will do a little bit of talking in a, in a conference room or something like that, maybe at the beginning of the day, but then it's out into the great wild of Alaska to have adventures together. So I think I'm most excited to just show people Alaska, show them something different, um, create an environment that will be a lasting memory and that will be, you know, uplifting, of course, but also really, really fun. Yeah, absolutely. So I think what I, if I'm a listener, you know, obviously you might be thinking this podcast is just like a sales pitch and and I hope you don't, (laughs) it is not. We, I, uh, you know, in working with couples, there's, and I don't work a ton, like in my private practice, I don't, I, I see couples, but it's not my main, my main client, if you will. Uh, I do work, I love relationships. So, and I love working with relationships. And, and I just, I think that it's so, so common right now for, I love, I love, the, I love the word drift, where life gets going, and COVID's happened, obviously. And, you know, so many moms are home homeschooling their children for the first time ever. And it's overwhelming. The house is honestly like so hard to keep up on. And there's just a lot of things out of, out of place, if you will. And, and I I've noticed that many relationships, although they've even, they've had a little more home time together because we haven't been able to go out as many places. There still has been maybe almost like sometimes too much time where where they've, they've, haven't really known what to do, but there's been this drift and, and stress tends to do that where, and, and I love the word drift because it's, it describes what happens to most relationships clearly where you don't really notice, you don't, 
when you're drifting, you don't really see that you're off path. You don't really see that you're growing apart. It's just kind of this subtle, elusive thing that happens. And, uh, and so much of that happens uh, based on, uh, you know, not doing things that really work. And, and so what I'm most excited about is to, to remind people of, hey, how intentional relationships have to be. I forget that all the time. Like, it's so easy, just so, like so many relationships in my life have been like easy almost like they just it's like my I'm so I guess so fortunate and blessed that way that relationships have been kind of easy for me and so it's easy for me to not take them and be super intentional with them whereas some people that have almost had divorce they actually can have amazing marriages because they realize how intentional we have to be and 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 in our in our marriage and so to me it's Alaska is this an upper, an opportunity to to be intentional what are your what are your thoughts, Jake? I guess on intentionality in relationships. Yeah, I, I think that's a really great point. You know, and and one of the things that we're trying to do with this is the idea of the getaway is to be able to proactively prioritize this relationship, because, like you said, it's easy to drift and to just kind of go into autopilot, especially during this pandemic. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to be at home more now, so I'm going to be spending more time with my spouse. So our relationship is going to get better. Well, not necessarily, right? Not if you're not doing things to strengthen that relationship. It's pretty easy to just get into a routine and actually kind of get lazy with the relationship. And so, yeah, I think it's very important to be very intentional. And uh, you got to practice just like anything else. If you want to be successful, you got to practice doing things that will build and strengthen that relationship. So being intentional is really important. Yeah. So let's talk, let's, let's talk about our three principles of, sure. I think we could get into that. So I, what are, we, he and I kind of game planned a little bit and we have, we have three principles that we think, uh, and, and there's more than that in relationships. We, there's three principles we really want to talk about that can absolutely make your, your, your relationship grow and, and thrive and, uh, and obviously can make your relationship intentional. Um, and then the, the first one is benefit of the doubt, uh, yeah. giving, giving your, giving your spouse and your, your partner, the benefit of the doubt. And so Jake, what's, what are your thoughts on, on that? And what, you know, what's, why is that so important? Well, you know, I do a lot of couples work. In fact, it's my area of expertise and one huge distinguishing factor between those couples that are really thriving and those that are just kind of surviving, I guess, or hanging on and it's not really a great relationship, is that couples who are thriving give each other the benefit of the doubt. We have all these neutral things that happen to us all day, every day. You know, I could, I could go home and my wife could say to me, hey, you know, our son Henry did this really interesting thing. And I could just kind of go, oh, okay, not really paying attention or giving her the response that she, that she wanted. Well, she has a choice in that moment to think, wow, that was really kind of not a very nice way to respond by my husband. I was trying to reach out to him or she could give me the benefit of the doubt and go, Oh, he's probably just, you know, setting his stuff down and getting settled into the house here, you know? And so I know that sounds really trivial and really small, but those little tiny interactions build up over the course of the day and make a huge difference. And so it really depends on which lens we're looking through when we interact with our partners do we give them the benefit of the doubt? Do we assume the best intentions in them? 
And this is the person we're in love with, after all. Mm -hmm. We should assume the best about them. Or do we assume actually the worst, which is what I see a lot of couples do that come into my office. It's like, you know, he said this or she didn't do that. And I'm sitting here going, oh, that that doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me. Right. Just as Mm -hmm. a neutral outside observer. Um, But this person will connect, you know, she left her socks on the floor. So that means she doesn't love me. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, wow, that is uh, that is a huge leap, my friend. You know, that is the opposite of giving someone the benefit of the doubt. Uh, so it's really important, I think, to look through that prism of positivity, if you will, and, and uh, give people that benefit of the doubt. They're not looking. People don't wake up. Your spouse doesn't wake up and think, what can I do to really offend my, my spouse today? <laughs> you know, um, so it's, it's, it's very important. So one of the one of the the skills I think that's so simple that can can do this is by simply saying, "Hey, are you okay?" Yeah, that's it. And, and with a tone that is true, <laughs> right? right? A tone, a tone that actually, hey, you know, just think if you Lisa said, "Hey, Jake, are you all right?" And yeah. you'd be like, "Yeah, why?" And she'd be like, "Oh, you know, just just kind of wanted to kind of just seem like you didn't really answer Henry about Henry much. Um, just wonder if everything's okay." Right. And now you're like, wow, she's giving me the benefit of the doubt. She didn't just attack me. Your, yeah. your honesty is going to increase your, your compassion for her. And, and even like love of saying, of thinking inside of you and experiencing, you know, thanks for not assuming the worst. And, right. and, and is it interesting that we, we fulfill prophecies? We really do. That's a, that's a yeah. real thing that if you assume the worst of me sometimes, and often we will then say, all right, well, here it goes. That's yeah. what you're going to think. Then here it comes. Right. Well, and I like that too, because what you're saying is she's reaching out and checking in, you know, rather than silently assuming something Mm -hmm. and her paradigm could totally shift for the rest of the night based on that interaction. And she's, you know, she thinks, she thinks, I don't know, we're mad at each other or something. And I'm sitting here in la la land, like, well, everything's (laughs) fine, but it seems like Elisa's upset. Right. So yeah, I think being proactive and reaching out, it, it does make a difference. Totally. So number two is having meaningful conversations, which yeah. I think at this time where we have this, we've been imprisoned at sometimes what it feels like in our homes based on COVID and all these, all these regulations and stuff we've had, having meaningful conversations is, is, our, is principle number two. So I'm going to give that back to Jake again. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that it's just become so easy going back to that idea, Shaden, that you mentioned earlier about drifting. We, we can just drift into becoming business partners with our spouses. I mean, if you really stop and take an inventory of what you've said to your spouse today, I bet whoever's listening to this, if you really think like, what, what have I said to my spouse today? It's probably logistics. It's probably what time are you going to be home? What do you want to do for dinner? Don't forget to pick this person up from practice. Remember, we've got this appointment tomorrow. Okay, see you later, right? And, and I know that logistics matter. We have to run a family and have a life. But at the same time, when that becomes basically your only way of communicating, well, no wonder we start to feel a little bit um, kind of tired and um, you know, just we, we, we miss the love, we miss the connection, we miss the spontaneity. And that genuine ability to connect with someone where we would share things that we actually care about or that we like about them, or we flirt with them, or we go out of our way to compliment them. 
for something that we really admire about them, those things really matter. And uh, I think I would just invite everybody who's listening to really take inventory of what you've said recently to your spouse. Has it been meaningful or has it been logistics? So good, man. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I got, I got to do the same thing. You know, I think I'm as happily married as it gets, but Mm -hmm. I I'm thinking about my conversations with my wife today and I'm like, yeah, it's been 90% logistics. I think I complimented her, (laughs) you know, this morning for something, but boy, we slip into that pretty quickly. Yeah, we do. You know, and, and, and meaningful is, I mean, it's up for your own definition, but it, we all have a threshold of vulnerability. I like that phrase of kind of the ceiling effect of the culture of our, of our relationship, you know, Jake and I, and, and we have another great friend, Alan, we were all three of us together in Alaska. And I, I often laugh about it when I tell people that it, it, if most men had been following us on the trails that we were on, they would be astounded at like, do three guys really talk like that with each other? Yeah. That's like weird because we are (laughs) threshold of vulnerability with each other as three therapists. But beyond that, just like men who love each other, it's, it's, it's so high. And so what happens is you create this, this ceiling, right. Of what we're used to. And, and so when marriages drift downward, if you will, that, our vulnerability, it's actually vulnerable to just say, will you please pass me the salt and pepper? Right. Like that we, if we're there where that feels vulnerable, obviously we're, we're in trouble. And so maintaining a higher and and building a higher threshold is amazing. And, and meaningful conversations is that nutrition and that, that, you know, the protein, if you will, to build the muscle so that your vulnerability stays in a place that's, that's really, really open as good right. relationships have, you know? Yeah. It, it makes me think Shaden that a lot of times when I have this conversation with my couples in therapy, they'll say, I can't talk like that. Like, that's weird, you know, to mm-hmm. say that. And I sit there and I'm like, it's weird for you to compliment your spouse, yeah. you know? And, and I try to have empathy, you know, I try to meet them where they are. And I say, well, let's, let's start with something that feels doable to you, but it sort of it makes me sad. You know, when I think yep. about the way that typical couples communicate, that there isn't that courage to, you know, to be vulnerable. And maybe it, it, maybe it is vulnerability to say, hey, I really appreciate this about you. And I just wanted to let you know. Yep. Um, so that's, and that's my feedback to listeners is there's no judgment here. Marriages do, and, and relationships do uh, descend, if you will. And so if, if a compliment is hard for you, there's no shame, but let your discomfort be your guide rather than your, your, your leader of telling uh, that's kind of the same word. Let your discomfort be your guide as to what to do rather than yeah. letting your discomfort tell you what not to do. That discomfort's yeah. there for a reason. It's actually your, 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 your savior, if you will, in that way, it's going, it's showing you exactly where you need to be. And so all of us can do better. Yeah. All right. Number, number three is taking accountability. And, right. uh, I'm, this is a, this is a real passionate one of mine. And, uh, but again, I'll turn it to Jake to begin. So Jake, what are your thoughts on principle number three of making relationships thrive and as is being taken account, taking accountability? Well, it's just so critical. You know, you can't, you can't just point the finger at the other person and think um, they are the problem. You know, each person brings something to the table that they've really got to work on and therapy 
uh, and relationship enhancement, it really doesn't work unless you're looking inward, you know, and both people have to look inward. And if they don't, you kind of hit gridlock and both people are just like, well, if the other person would just, you know, get their stuff together, then we'd be better. Um, But I often, you know, will challenge my couples. I'll say, Hey, what, what part of this, not all of it, but what part of this can you own uh, as your part in the, in the disconnect or in the problem here. So it's really important to look inward. Yep. For me, and I've said it before on the podcast, I'll say it again. Accountability is lit is literally hope. Hope and accountability are, they're the same thing in, in a way that if, if, if my problems are there in my life because of everybody else's fault, there is no hope. My only yeah. hope is, I guess you could say the only hope you have would be that they change. Right. So the more accountability I can take, the more accountability I can find in, in how I'm influencing my life, the more hope I now have because I can change that. And so yeah. pe- we, it's so normal for people to be afraid of it almost. It brings out insecurities, but, but no, there's no greater question, I think, than asking oneself, what, a, you know, and maybe you have like an argument with a spouse and asking, what is it that I did? What is yeah. it that I did that, that negatively influenced this, this situation? And even sure. if you got to dig so deep and think if your first initial reaction is I didn't do anything, you're wrong. There's something, there's something you did that you can somehow figure out to own. And it's, it's, it's worth the effort because it, it creates hope and it, and it's just a raw and healthy principle to do. Yeah. Um, or maybe, or maybe it's something that you didn't do that you should have done. Yeah. Thank you. you. Know? Yep. Right. Like often it's like, well, we, we find ourselves in a very disconnected relationship, but I haven't done anything mean to her or to him. Well, it's like, well, that's true. But what have you done to cultivate and strengthen that relationship? Have you proactively prioritized this relationship or have you just kind of sat back and allowed the other person to, to try and fail? You know, um, that makes a difference. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Jake. Yeah, as, as all of you listeners, you, you can hear it. I mean, we are beyond excited. I, I think um, the opportunity to have seven couples with a, with a, a similar goal together, group ther- group therapy, group group things are just they're just more powerful than anything individual. It's just the way it is, and uh, and so I know that if you want to invest in yourself, that what we've said is a very affordable price of being there for an entire week. The only thing you have to do is fly there and we've covered everything else in your expense in the, in the, in just registering. Um, it's, it's going to, it's going to not only maybe save your marriage, but just allow it and give you the skills to make it awesome. And uh, we're going to do this. Yeah. I, I think it's just so. going to be unlike anything that people have experienced before the combination of being able to just interact with and uh, learn from, you know, to, licensed therapists who are pretty down to earth guys, you know, hopefully we come across as just regular guys that we can talk to you about whatever, you know, without judgment. Um, and then being able to have unbelievably awesome adventures together with your spouse, uh, that you'll remember forever, you know, hiking to a waterfall or zip lining or kayaking. I mean, it's just, it's going to be pretty cool. Yep. I can't, I can't promise it, but the the we did a we did a glacier tour last when I was there in the summer and with or with Jake and Alan and and we had this twenty minute on stage performance of a 
of a, of a whale just wouldn't give up, just kept jumping out. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, that was cool. Right. It was unreal and yeah. uh, never seen anything like it, but um, yeah. thanks for listening everybody. And, uh, and we'll, uh, I'll have Jake on again for sure. Cause this was awesome. And we'll just, we'll keep going. So have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.